Hey guys, and welcome back to Grace of a Military Child and Life podcast. Life from the perspective of a military family member is way different than a civilian standpoint. Military children and family members give up their hopes and dreams to be able to stand by and support their service member, and it isn't an easy lifestyle for anyone to live. I hope that this podcast is able to help connect the military community and give others just a glimpse into what the military life is like from the perspective of spouses and children. Hi, everyone. Welcome back to a new episode of Grace of a Military Child in Life. Today, I'm super excited because I have Ashley here. So, Ashley, welcome to the podcast. How's it going? Hey, it's going good. Thanks for having me. Absolutely. So you are a military child, but like we met through No Greater Sacrifice. So meaning our both of our dads are injured. So <laughs> tell me what it was yeah. like growing up with that lifestyle. Okay. Well, I'm going to be honest. It's kind of weird for me, I feel like, because I think it, it probably happens when you were young too. And so my dad's injury he enlisted when I was two. And so why? No, he enlisted when I was four. And so, but I was still really young. And so, um, his injury, I believe happened only a couple years in. And so it was on his first or second deployment. So I was really young. Um, I don't remember much of it, um, because I was young and because we were moving and things were kind of inconsistent. So it's kind of weird because people ask me questions and I, I feel like I don't really have answers to give them. (laughs) Um, so I don't really like remember much about his kind of deployment or his service. Um, I know like vague details, but the, the, what I remember the most was kind of my household in the middle of all of that. So like, um, the ways that like his surgeries affected us and the ways that his PTSD affected my family and, um, and growing up in that. So yeah, it's, it's kind of funny because people ask me questions and I'm like, I don't know. <laughs> I, don't feel like I have an answer to it, but, um, yeah, it was, it was, I don't know. It just, we've talked about it, but it kind of just yeah. is life, you know, you just learn to like, um, to it's just normal for you. It's just the way that you grow up, but it definitely is weird watching your dad, kind of, um, go through, I mean, he went through, I think like, a, I think I stopped counting at like 11 or something like limb salvage surgeries. And so to kind of constantly see your dad in that kind of like painful position is, is really weird, especially when you know, it's after service, uh, too. And so they're kind of like this, this big, like strong figure. And then to watch him be so affected by stuff like that, um, and by his injuries is a really kind of, it almost feels like, um, almost like a juxtaposition of the way that you, you view, I think your parents, but yeah, it's, it's weird. I don't, I don't know. Yeah. Well, and at such a young age, you know, seeing so much trauma in your parents, like for me, that's completely for a good portion of my life steered me away from the military and not necessarily, you know, still appreciating it, mm-hmm. but having a little bit of resentment towards it because it's like oh yeah these guys literally sacrifice and they sign up for it and they know that you know we don't have the draft where it's like forcing you know yeah. um and so they sign up willingly to do this and it's like somebody who volunteered for this is going through literal. yeah it's definitely weird it leaves you almost i i feel like i've been in a hole and i think us kind of meeting on the NGS trip in Florida, like, and being around 
kind of military community again. I mean, we talked about how like significant that was, but um, because I haven't been around that since like probably fourth, fifth grade. And so um, it was really cool to be surrounded that again. And it kind of made me realize like, oh, dang, like, no, this is still an entirely relevant part of my life uh, for so long, especially when you're removed from the military community so early on and at such a young age, that was, everything happened in such formative years. And then to just kind of like be removed from that and then function in like a civilian world, not around military, like it doesn't exist or affect you anymore. It's kind of weird. It's almost like this entire part of your life, like all of this trauma and things and all this craziness that like just feels no longer relevant. And so being back with everybody made me realize, oh, shoot, no, like this stuff is still affecting me. It's all very relevant. And it does. It leaves you like feeling almost conflicted about the military, I feel like a little bit because you watch the way that it's affected your family and your parents. But um, at the same time, you know, like you still have a lot of respect and there's so much honor due to the people who do put their lives in that position. So it really does kind of leave you in like a weird conflicting feeling about at least the military kind of organization in and of itself, I feel like. so. Yeah, no. And I think, you know, all of us being in Florida together and having so many different situations have that have happened to all of us, even if you just take what the six NGS kids who were there, you know, and put it all, all of our stories up next to each other. It's so different. Um, but we're all able to connect so well and on such a deeper level that it's really special. And, you know, even though we have those conflicting feelings like towards the military, like in the end, I feel that it, you know, you have just such appreciation towards it. And oh, yeah. it it makes us who we really are. And, you know, I wouldn't be who I am without it. Oh, yeah, not at all. <laughs> yeah, no, it's <laughs> it's formed me a lot for sure. Yeah. And so like you, I mean, we already knew each other. So I know, <laughs> I know you, you know me. Um, But how has like music brought kind of this full circle for you? Oh, uh, yeah. So there's some kind of crazy stories about me with music growing up. It's um, something that I've always been involved in. And I don't honestly even know if we talked about this much while we were in Florida, but, um, so it was my, my undergraduate degree was in worship ministry. So it was half music, half, um, half ministry. It was kind of like almost like minors in both. Um, but, uh, it was obviously like a major degree. And so, um, yeah, so it's always been something that I've been involved in. And it's crazy because when I, was trying to figure out what I wanted to do for uh, school for my undergrad. I was feeling so conflicted because I think a lot of me wanted to do music, but then so much of me was like, no, that's stupid. Like, (laughs) what am I going to do with a music degree? Um, But as I really like started needing to figure things out and I took time with it, um, I don't know. I realized all the ways that music has traced back so far for me. And I was kind of like, I don't know why I ever thought it would be anything else. And so. I mean, I don't know. I remember like we were stationed in Kansas for a while and we would have these crazy ice storms and they would block out power for, I mean, I think one time we had power out for like weeks. It was crazy. And it was obviously freezing snow. And so it was just wild. And I remember like 
power being out, you know, like just what you do as a kid, like being scared, walking down into the basement in the dark. And I just need to comfort myself. And, um, and my dad has always sung too. And so he just sings in the car and it was just something that from a young age, we really connected on. Um, and so when he was deployed, my mom actually, she would, uh, again, I sang, I sung all the time. And so she <laughs> recorded a VCR tape of me singing Avril Lavigne's Complicated. And I was young. Oh like gosh. I called it the driving in your car song because that's like the first line I of the song. That. And she, yeah, me, me too. Especially <laughs> because now I'm like, oh, Avril Lavigne, a good choice, little Ashley. Right? <laughs> but <laughs> yeah. So she recorded me singing Complicated by Avril Lavigne and shipped it to my dad overseas on a VCR tape because that's what he could actually view it on. And it was like a a weird way of like her keeping him updated and connecting through me and music now. And then I think about even um, the song Kryptonite by I think it was three guys down, right? Yeah. They, I remember so distinctly when my dad came home from his deployment. Well, he, one of them, at least I can't remember which one. Um, again, everything's so blurry, but like, I remember being in an airplane hangar and then playing kryptonites three doors down as they opened the hangar doors and all of like everybody returning walked in. Mm-hmm. So I remember like spotting my dad. I remember like, it was so wild because everything is so blurry for me, but there are certain moments that I remember so distinctly. And my dad returning home was one of them. Um, just because like that song comes on on the radio now and I'm like back in the airplane hangar. And I remember my dad coming home and it's, it's crazy. It's been something that like, I think has gotten me and I didn't notice it at the time, but I think it's gotten me through a lot of, um, his kind of deployments and his service and it connected us while he was gone. And then it, yeah, it's just, it's kind of crazy in high school. I started, <laughs> I started, um, I laugh because I feel like awkward just dropping it, but I got <laughs> really depressed in high school and music again was like something that I got me through it. And so it's wild because when I was deciding on a major, I was like, I there's, it couldn't have been anything else. I don't know why I ever thought that it would be. Yeah. So, so you needed to be, when I was taking some of the girls to the airport, it was, you know, a couple of us, um, in the car and we literally were just jamming the kryptonite on the way there. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I don't know what it is. There's a couple songs that I feel like almost everybody in the military, you're like, they all connect over. I feel like that's one of them. Oh, for sure. And like, you know, music, has that it's like vivid memories like oh, yes you know a song comes on and you're like oh my gosh whether it be you know something super emotional like your dad coming home or just something like a fun little experience that you had and the song was playing in the background yeah. um I know we were all talking about Hannah Montana too mm-hmm. you know? <laughs> um I forget what the song name is but um, like I'll see you again or something like that. Oh yeah. Um, shoot. This like the, I'm already there. Take a look yes. around on the sunshine in your hair. Yeah. When I hear that song, I just want to ball every time I because know. we all like hear stuff like that. And even if we don't realize it, we're all kind of like connecting with this song to feel like our parents are with us while they're gone. And it's funny. Yeah. Cause we were talking about it and everybody was like, wait, that's a song for you too. <laughs> and we were like, oh, like, like yes. When, um, 
you know, those are songs where it's like you don't realize how much of a deep connection, you know, a Han Montana song has, you know, going through, you know, still being, you know, in our 20s now. Mm-hmm. And I mean, music is so powerful. Yeah. Yeah, I'm a little biased, but I definitely love it. So, <laughs> yeah, no. And, you know, being able to trace it back all the way, you know, to the days where you were singing complicated to now, yeah. you know, life being complicated. <laughs> <laughs> no, I love that. And, you know, now you're taking it a step further and kind of expanding on that with mm-hmm. your master's degrees <laughs> plural. <Multiple>. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, right now I'm at, so I started at Boston University in the spring. So just in January. And um, right now I'm just working on my master's of theological studies. Um, but I'll add on this next semester, I'll start adding in a master's of social work. And so um the program itself the school is awesome and the school of theology itself um fronts the tuition for all of their full-time in-person students which is really really awesome and their dual degree uh, not to like just plug their program that's not what I'm trying to do but it's it's honestly been such a blessing for me because I would not have been able to go back to school if I hadn't have found their program I was looking for something that was either counseling or social work, kind of either dual degree or kind of hybrid program between that and theology. Um, because I just, well, yeah, I, um, I feel really passionately about, I, at first it was mental health in the church and that was why I wanted counseling or social work, but, um, it's kind of become just mental health period, but there are a lot of ways that theology really speaks to the deepest part of a person and so I love the idea of um and I've been involved in ministry for only a couple years now but it's been something that the little time that I've had it it's impacted me really deeply and so um being able to speak to somebody on a level as deeply as that you can kind of speak to them in a lot of ways and so I think that paired with a social work is well that's what I'm doing is social work um will really be able to I hope really be able to find a place for me to kind of enact some change in regards to mental health. So yeah. I don't yeah. Know. No. And it coming full circle, you know, you mentioned PTSD earlier, yeah. and, you know, the way that ha- that has impacted your family um, on so many different levels. And so bringing that back full circle and bringing the social work and mental health aspect into it, um, I think it speaks a lot for military families to have somebody to connect with who is actually part of a military family themselves, whether that be another child, a spouse, mm-hmm. or a service member. You understand and you have that different level where you're like, oh, no, like I, I lived this, <laughs> you yes. know? No, for sure. Yeah, there's a lot of, and it's crazy because, again, I've been so removed from military for so long that it really wasn't until our trip in Florida that, which was only like two weeks ago. I know. That, <laughs> yeah, it was like almost yesterday. Um, oh, it feels But it wasn't like until it. the trip yeah, that I realized, um, oh, like this, 
really actually does stem a lot from growing up in that for me, you know, with our parents kind of coming back with PTSD and TBI and honestly more. And so I didn't even realize that some of this probably the passion that I have there probably stems from um, experiences with my dad too. And so it is kind of cool. It does feel full circle, but I didn't even realize it (laughs) until the trip. And you said something about it, I think. And I was like, oh, wow, wait a second. Really? (laughs) So yeah, between I think my dad and my experiences with mental health, um, it yeah, is something that I'm really passionate about. And it does feel really full circle for me. So yeah, it's wild how, you know, I mean, we were all saying how how much it sucks to be removed from the military life because you grow up having this this experience, this background, this foundation, and then all of a sudden just one day it's gone. And, you know, yeah. we moved quite a ways away from a military base. You guys are in the middle of nowhere, Texas, you know, <laughs> so quite a ways away from a base there too. Yeah, And so, I mean, again, you almost forget that that lifestyle and forget that it existed and the impact that it has on you. And then, I mean, we were literally all saying it, that coming back and even being just in a group of military kids, um, you don't realize the impact it it truly has on you and, you know, the relationships it forms. Yeah. I mean, it really like in a weird way, and it kind of sounds traumatic, but um, the trip almost felt like coming home in a way, you know, like there are so many ways that when I was a kid, like you just connect with military families so quickly because you're all going through this same insane thing. And so you just connect so quickly. And I remember um, there were a couple families that we met when I believe we were stationed in Kansas And we grew really close with them. And then eventually we moved to Arizona. And then a couple of them had eventually moved to Arizona. And then eventually my dad retired and we moved to Texas. And eventually a couple others of them became stationed in Texas. So it's just wild. It makes the world feel a little smaller and a little more connected. It is, it's kind of sweet to connect with people like just so quickly and so deeply. And I definitely... I mean, like I said, we, I felt like that happened for us on the trip is what yeah. we got because you had left and then come back. So I think we got two or three days, <laughs> but it, like yeah. now we're going to a Jonas Brothers concert. So I it, know. Like, happened so quickly just because it really does. It just kind of feels like coming home a little bit. It does. And even though, you know, we only had those couple days and then, you know, when Bella flew in and then with Caleb and Morgan and Boston yeah. and, you know, the whole crew, you know, and I'm just speaking French, yes, but like, you know, yeah. there are so many others there that, you know, you just connect on that different aspect and, you know, you become instant family. And yeah, like you said, we, what was it? Like the second day, the three of us were all together. We were like, who wants to go to a Jonas Brothers concert? <laughs> and we <laughs> Here just we did are. it. Yep. Right then and there, we bought tickets. <laughs> <laughs> no, but those are the fun things that you can say, like, if who would do that in the civilian world? Like, let's be real. Cause you have to like, I feel with civilian friends, there's like a vetting process of like, how legit are you? But Mm -hmm. you know, and that's not the case for everything, you know, but most of the time you kind of have to feel out the situation and then, you know, but with military, you're like, Oh no, like we get it. We're family. Like 
we're there for each other through the thick and thin. Yeah, you already like automatically have so much in common just because of it. So I know it's so weird, but you know, it goes back to, I mean, you can even circle this back to mental health and being like, you have to be surrounded by people who get it and being surrounded by, you know, and I mean, whatever situation you're in, like, but for us, like we have a sense of belonging when we're back with the military community, when whatever situation that is, um, for some others, it could be, you know, similar experiences in a different way, you know? Yeah. That's the thing that's kind of crazy is, um, just the fact that like, I, you kind of have to, in the military world, at least for me, like my experience was I had to learn to make sense of everything. When Mm -hmm. I was young, we moved so much and it's wild because you look at my dad's service and really we, so he enlisted in Arizona we moved to Kansas and then he was deployed. And during his deployment, my mom moved us back to Arizona because she wanted to be by family, which I get and appreciate. Yeah. <laughs> and so we went from Arizona, Kansas, Arizona. He retired in Arizona and went to Texas. So he was only enlisted for 10 years. We did not move around a lot, but I moved school districts and schools. And I'm sure that's the case for a lot of people who didn't actually move states a lot. Uh, I moved schools a lot. And it wasn't until eighth and ninth grade that I had even been in the the same place for more than a year or at the same school for more than a year. And so when you're kind of living like that, it's really, for me, it grew really hard to make sense of why people were even there in the first place. Like what is the use in making friends and connecting with people if literally in less than a year, I'm going to leave them anyways. And that sounds really depressing, but it is like, that was kind of the outlook that I started growing and I started growing really shy and I kind of had to learn to make sense of things. And that's part of why I feel so passionate about people and mental health now is because when I was young, like, you know, if you keep going down that track, you're going to end up with just kind of like a hopeless life and that's no way to live. And so I had to learn that people were there. Yes. A limited time, but they were there for something significant. Like I learned that each person that I ran into, I could not have used it a better time. And they were there for exactly what I needed them there for. And so while yes, it sucks that those things feel temporary sometimes. And you know, you, you keep connections with people as you move, but you don't always, there are people that like, sometimes they're just there for when you're present and it sucks, but there's always something. And I had to learn to see that there is always something. Um, Otherwise I was just going to be like completely disappointed and like a little hermit because I didn't want to make friends with people if it was going to be temporary. And so it kind of, even that feels full circle for me is just the fact that I feel so passionate about people because I know that there's a reason that not only that I meet them, but that they're like here in the first place, there's got to be something. And so, and that sounds like it's getting like really spiritual and ethereal, (laughs) but also just like in a like outlook on life sense, like you just, you just have to learn to make sense of things and you do as a way of coping. But I did that very early on with people and it's carried even now into what, you know, I want my vocation to eventually be. So, yeah. And everything happens for a reason, you know, as 
much as the situation you're currently in may suck, like it happens for a reason. You know, we go through the good situations and the traumatic situations and they shape us to be who we are. And we have so much understanding and that, you know, respect for what you go through, what other people are going through. And we're able to be like, oh, no, like, you know, you're going through something. You're here for a reason. Like, I'm here for a reason. We met for a reason. And, you know, bring it down to essentially the roots and, you know, form those relationships based off of that. And it's such a deep relationship because of that. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it really is. Yeah, even if I think, even if you only find a sliver of, reason or of hope in those things like I think I believe that you know that it's there and I think part of that is just because I have to believe that like I had to learn to see that and so it's kind of what like sometimes it's just what gets you through and for me it does (laughs) yeah no absolutely the last thing I always like to ask is what piece of advice would you give to another military kid oh boy (laughs) Um, (laughs) I guess I guess for me it would be that like it would be the fact that and it, it doesn't even have to be like everything happens for a reason in a like just blindly see the hope kind of way like it, it doesn't need to be it's not dismissive at all at least my intention of it is not um because the stuff that, you know, sometimes we have to go through with our families, it sucks. Like, mm-hmm. and there are some situations that some, you know, military families go through that really like nobody deserves, you know? And so it's, it grows really hard. And a lot of the like suicide rates among veterans, you know, they're so high and it's, you know, like, nobody needs to deserve no. that. And, and so I guess in a, in a not dismissive kind of way, like there just, there has to be a reason. And if that is just you holding on to a sliver of hope, because literally that's what wakes you up in the morning. Great. Like that is something for me. I think the biggest piece of advice would just be, um, like that you just have to find the light in things. And there is so much of it, even if at times it's really, really hard to see, there is so much light and benefit and community and hope in you know the family of a military child and so um I would just say to I don't know to sometimes you have to dig but to find that <laughs> so yeah because you you don't know what's going to come from each moment each connection each step of your journey like you never know what's going to come from it and no matter the situation and how much it sucks that you're in at the moment you know everything's temporary And if you don't like the situation you're in now, sure, you cannot look at the military and say, hey, I don't like this. Like, let's, you know, move me to Hawaii. They're not going to (laughs) move me to Hawaii. Like, (laughs) no matter how many times you ask, um, there's only some families who get that lucky opportunity. But, um, you know, everything's temporary. Like, if you don't like where you're at um, in a like mental way you can say hey no I'm moving you know I'm gonna take the negativity out of this find the joy find the hope find the good in this because that's what you have to do and if you are not doing that then 
you're going to be surrounded by that negative. Yeah. Yeah. For sure. And I think too, it's, I don't know. I mean, I guess there's, there's always going to be something and, Mm -hmm. you know, you can wish for different circumstances and, you know, I feel like there were times where I definitely did. Um, but you know, you move on from where you're at and you're just going to find something later. And so, I mean, yeah, it's, it's a mindset that just, you have to learn to adopt even when you don't want to, um, because ultimately like it, there is hope and there is light and even in the hard stuff. And, um, you just have to search for it sometimes. Yeah. And even, you know, our dad's injuries happened like a decade plus ago, but Mm -hmm. if that didn't happen, we would have never been in Tampa together. We would have never met. Like, so even decades later, the situation that you're in that might suck, you know, you find the good in it. And if that's decades later, then that's decades later. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Well, and I think too, like the household that I'm in now is completely transformed from when it was when I was younger or what it was yeah. when I was younger. And um, and so much of that is just growth. Like it does, it gets better. And, you know, like your service member, um, it, I mean, my dad's retired now, but like he's grown so much. Mm-hmm. My house is completely transformed. Our dynamic is entirely different. And he's, even tangibly, like things things change and they do get better. And, um, and so, yeah, I mean, there's, there's hope, like, even if one, you just need to like grasp for something and that's just like a, because you need to thing. Um, yeah, I mean, I don't feel like I know what I'm saying now, but I feel like, (laughs) like mentally, if that's a way that you need to cope, it's finding the light. Great. But also do know that like things do physically, tangibly get better too, if that makes sense. Yes. No, absolutely. Because it (laughs) does. And I mean, you never know where it can go from there. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Yes. Well, thank you so much, Ashley, for being on the podcast. Thank you for having me. Thank you for listening to this week's episode of Grace of a Military Child and Life. Make sure to set a reminder for every Tuesday to listen to a new episode. You can find us on Instagram and YouTube at Grace of a Military Child and Life. If you have any questions or want to be on the podcast, send a message to one of our social media platforms or email grace.of.a.military.child at gmail.com. See you next week.